Some scattered high clouds out there, but today will be sunny with upper 60s, and we're in for a heat spike this week. Good morning from the KRCB Sonoma County Newsroom. I'm Mark Prell with your first news from Monday, April 4th, 2022. Spring may look more like early summer come Thursday. The National Weather Service says to expect mild temperatures and continued dry weather early this week. Then strong pressure builds in over the region starting Wednesday. We'll see temperatures rise 5 to 10 degrees above normal at the coast and by 10 to 20 degrees above normal for the interior locations. Thursday will be the peak of our heat event. Temperatures are likely to warm into the mid-80s near the coast with widespread 80s to low 90s away from the water. Some places could climb 25 degrees above normal. We'll see some mild and above-average overnight temperatures as well. Still plenty cool to prevent more widespread heat risks. Well, coming warm weather, not good news for our snowpack. State water managers Friday reported on the health of the Sierra snowpack, and the results were grim. From a barren field at Phillips Station near Lake Tahoe, they announced the depth of the snow at just 4% of average for this time of year. Statewide, that level is 38%. Carla Namath is director of the California Department of Water Resources. She says dry conditions may mean farmers will have to limit how much they plant this year. There are many agricultural users, particularly in the Central Valley, that will get nothing from their water contracts. And so we do anticipate that we will see much more significant land fallowing this year in California than we did last year. She says unlike in past drought years, farmers and water districts will need to come up with sustainable ways to manage groundwater supplies. Santa Rosa firefighters say part of a building collapsed on the 600 block of 4th Street just before noon on Sunday, but the business under the collapsed brick facade was closed and no one was injured. Firefighters initially responded at 11.50 a.m. to a report of a partial building collapse and fire downtown. Upon arrival, they found no fire and surmised the report of smoke was just dust from the collapse. Governor Gavin Newsom's administration is proposing to temporarily double California's typical nickel refunds for bottles and cans to boost recycling. It would also help spend down a roughly $600 million surplus built up during the coronavirus pandemic. The proposal to state lawmakers Friday would match the dime offered for bottles and cans by the highest paying programs in other states as California tries to regain the leadership position it held 35 years ago when it started its cash refund program. Such permanent programs have worked in Oregon and Michigan, where the dime refunds have been enough for consumers to recycle at least nine out of every ten containers. Five candidates contesting two county supervisor seats met for a wide-ranging and well-structured debate Thursday evening. It was organized by Los Cien, a council of local Latino leaders. KRCB's Mark Albert has this report. Housing prices, law enforcement accountability, racist incidents driving away county leaders, evictions, and the possible relocation of county workers to downtown Santa Rosa were among the issues raised in an informative, issues-based 90-minute debate. District 4 incumbent James Gore faces pastor and businessman Andy Springer, while two candidates, Petaluma Planning Commissioner Blake Hooper and former television news editor Kevin Hyenga, try to unseat District 2 incumbent David Rabbit. Each candidate decried the region's chronic housing shortage and epic prices. Gore told those assembled, there's no easy solution. There is no way to fix housing overnight, especially when you live in a community where people are buying second homes hand over fist. You can continue to regulate like we have short-term rentals, vacation rentals appropriately. So you've seen us approve every project, even though people come forward and say, I support affordable housing, but not here. And that happens on every single project. But you've seen us continue to lean in and approve projects. 
Rabbit called for better coordination to push growth into established cities, an effort to maintain open space and not worsen congestion or greenhouse gas emissions. We have nine incorporated cities. All of them have urban growth boundaries. We tax ourselves to make sure that we had city-centered growth, but yet we have cities who still have vacant land in the middle of their town. That's what we need to work on. Here in Petaluma, you have two bare blocks right next to the smart station. And you have another bare piece of land that is destined for another smart station. There was an opportunity to approve both projects that resulted in more than 24% affordable housing, but yet it was denied. So that's a problem. The other problem I can tell you as an architect is there are jurisdictions that work to actually get housing built, and there are jurisdictions who make it more difficult, more expensive, more lengthy. While several mentioned county fees imposed on developers as adding to the staggering prices of new construction, Rabbit touched the third rail of state politics. He noted Proposition 13's limits on property taxes shifts and concentrates the cost of public services onto new development. The next ones in have to pay for all the infrastructure that haven't been budgeted over the course of time. That's a problem that we need to solve the housing crisis by coming and really talking honestly about it. The recent departure of several high-level non-white county officials, most citing troubling, disrespectful behavior stemming from racism, along with repeated microaggressions, was also raised with the candidates. While Gore and Rabbit say the incidents are part of a difficult process of moving forward, Challenger Hooper vows to intensify efforts. These are only tough issues if leadership at the head does not set a clear tone and agenda for how county administration and departments will move forward. Hooper called for hearings on the county's human resources and no-tolerance policies, along with abundant training. When it comes to equity, when it comes to microaggressions, there's really never enough training to make sure that you are evolving, and that's certainly true for an entire staff. I would also want to make sure that we give the Department of Equity the budget it actually needs and the authority it should have had in the first place. Candidate Andy Springer says racism and bullying must not be tolerated, but didn't weigh in with specifics. I honestly believe that there's already uh, things in place um, and maybe there needs to be more reinforcement or more enforcement of it. And then if there are other things that need to happen to make it a more appropriate environment, then I think we need to make those things happen. Hyenga, who noted he's personally intervened in incidents before, says he'd not shy away from doing so again. I would step up. I would use the cloud of my office to, you know, stop such attacks and stop such discrimination, allow people to feel comfortable working wherever they are working. It It strikes me so much to hear that that discrimination is happening in the county office level. I did not know that. I would be there for you. Moving county offices also faced skepticism. The nascent plan to relocate county offices to downtown Santa Rosa isn't a good use of limited funding, argued Springer. With so many people in our area suffering so poor, so badly, hovering above the poor line, barely making it every day, us talking about building these ivory towers is a ridiculous concept. Hyenga also sees the move as a poor investment, but lamented the current administrative buildings are difficult to reach without a car. I understand the mass transit thing is not good in the county where it is right now, but I think it'd just be too expensive to move it to a downtown location. That's so I would vote against it. Rabbit is skeptical of the project's financing plan, which he says with interest would double the project's costs. Challenger Blake Hooper notes that doing nothing may not save as much. The current county complex is also falling apart, and the county will need to do something one way or another, and retrofitting the current county complex will cost a fortune. The election for both seats is scheduled for June 7th. If no candidate secures a majority, which is more likely in the three-way race for District 2, then the two candidates receiving the most votes will face a runoff November 8th.
Mark Albert, KRCB, Sonoma County News. Thank you, Mark. State lawmakers want legal cannabis producers to put health warnings on their products, much the same as we have for tobacco products. KQED health correspondent April Demboski reports. After California legalized pot, emergency room visits for cannabis-induced psychosis went up 54 percent. Dr. Lynn Silver blames higher concentrations of THC. Today's turbocharged products are turbocharging the harms associated with cannabis. The proposed bill would require cannabis products to carry rotating warnings about health risks like this. They would have to be set against a bright yellow background and take up a third of the front of the package. Business owners say this is excessive, expensive, and ineffective. Lindsay Robinson runs the California Cannabis Industry Association. We're not allowed to sell to children. We're not allowed to advertise to children. We have clear warnings on the labels, whereas the illicit industry has none of that. Robinson says lawmakers should be focusing on curbing the unregulated market instead of putting more burdens on legal businesses. That's April Domboski reporting. She says the bill faces its first legislative hearing today. While the national price for an average gallon of regular gasoline has decreased by $0.05 cents to $4.19 over the past week, Bay Area drivers are still paying $1.66 more per gallon than the rest of the country. According to new data from the Energy Information Administration, an increase in the total domestic gasoline stock combined with a drop in demand helped nudge prices downward, according to AAA. If demand continues to decline as gasoline stocks continue to build, the national average will likely continue to move lower. The U.S. said Thursday it will release 1 million barrels of oil per day from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. As of this morning, the average price in Sonoma County for a gallon of regular gas is $5.70. Well, your full seven-day forecast. Look for gradually sunny skies today with highs in the upper 60s. Tonight stays mostly clear. Lows will be in the 40s. Tomorrow, sunny with mid-70s. Clear skies for our Tuesday night. Lows again in the 40s. On Wednesday, noticeably warmer. Highs climbing to the mid-80s. Then on Thursday, we'll see temperatures peak in the low 90s, but then we start to cool back down. Look for increasing clouds on Friday with highs in the mid-80s. Low 80s on Saturday. Then by next Sunday, we're only in the mid-60s. You can expect some upper 50s by next Monday. For today, you'll find upper 50s out at the coast, some light gusty winds at the beaches. Cloverdale headed for a high of 68 later. Hillsburg, 66. Windsor, 69. Looks like Forestville will hit 70 today. Guerneville, 67. Petaluma, 66. And 69 later for Santa Rosa. Well, thanks for starting your day with us. Find more local reporting at krcb.org and join us for Morning Edition and All Things Considered weekday mornings and afternoons on KRCB 104.9. From Sonoma County's NPR station, I'm Mark Prell. Have yourself a good day.